Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, Moraine. My name is Salam Mulhem. I'm Jillian Thomas. And I'm Leah Gibbons. We're students from the Honors College, and we're here to talk to you about Islamic art. Islamic art has been around for ages and has influenced a lot of art that came after it first started. It comes in many forms, such as music, theater, literature, and physical art, like sculptures and paintings. Although these forms of art seem very different, there are actually a number of characteristics that are shared between them. One of them is anachronism. Could you give us a little background on what that is, Salam? Sure. In Islam, many artists practice anachronism in their work. The literal definition of anachronism is the absence of material representations of the natural and supernatural world. So basically, anachronism is when an artist avoids recreating living creatures in art. They believe that when a person attempts to imitate life in their work, they're mimicking the role of God himself. This is why the majority of Islamic art does not portray people or animals, and instead are full of abstract patterns and calligraphy. Another common trait found in Islamic art is patterns. In both miniature and Mughal paintings, there are some very beautiful elaborate patterns within the paintings that hold some symbolic meanings behind them. For example, the gold floral patterns that form a border around the picture symbolizes royalty or very important figures inside the painting. The creation of art can be a very spiritual thing for Muslim artists and often holds a religious meaning. Oh yeah, for sure. Eric Brogue, a specialist in Islamic geometric art, spoke a lot about this in his recent book, Islamic Geometric Design. And if you're interested, you can check out a copy of that book from our library. Anyways, Brogue explained how many artists see their art in a spiritual and cosmological light. They believe that the purpose of Islamic geometric design is to gain another level of spiritual connection with God. Some believe that the patterns that they create are only enlightened to them by God himself. Many artists honor the religion and art in discrete ways. So, for example, some geometric patterns feature repeated five-pointed shapes, like stars. What's neat is that the five points can be interpreted as a connection or homage to the five pillars of Islam, which are the core beliefs of a Muslim. Another type of art, miniature painting, is also very important in Islamic art. Could you tell us a little about it, Julian? Sure. Miniature painting is an ancient art form that has been around for centuries. It's actually survived remarkably well over the years. They're works of art that pay very close attention to detail and involve a variety of colors. Traditional miniature paintings are on small surfaces, but they can also be scaled to larger proportions. These miniatures often involve intricate patterns, but also lack a subject in the work. It's a very skilled branch of art that takes a lot of patience and determination. I know that I wouldn't be able to do it. Fun fact, the brushes that miniature artists use contain a single squirrel hair in order to gain the most accuracy in their work. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. Art even has a presence in the clothing of Islamic world. These patterns have evolved into modern day clothing, but could you tell us a little about them, what it was like in the past, Leah? Well, some miniature paintings that I've looked into thus far have pictures of people wearing these alluring clothes full of interesting colors and patterns these designs in the clothing actually refers to the beautiful carpet designs that carpenters would make for people to buy that's some advertisement there yeah 
I would really like some clothes like that. Art is a very large part of the Muslim world, and it holds so much value that all of their important buildings are covered in it. Many Islamic buildings feature architecture that can be considered art in itself, and on top of that are decorated with the traditional patterns, shapes, and calligraphy of Islamic art. Two popular examples of these buildings in modern day are the Mosque Sahra, or in English, Dome of the Rock, and the Great Mosque of Damascus. Both buildings are very, very old and were built well over a thousand years ago. I highly suggest that you look up pictures of these buildings because they are breathtaking feats of architecture covered in amazingly beautiful art. Both have magical paintings of flowers, stars, and vines, along with these insanely intricate and complex geometric patterns and calligraphy. On top of that, every inch of swirling blue, green, and gold was created by hand which is crazy knowing just how big these buildings are and how limited their technology was at the time. And it's not just the walls that are decorated either. The carpets, tiles, ceilings, lights, pillars, dome, and even the outside walls are all embellished with beautiful detail. Both buildings can still be visited today, and there are plenty more all around the world just like them that are just as impressive. I know where we're going on our next class trip. So, Jillian... How has miniature painting stayed afloat over the years, considering there's so much art in the world? That's a great question, Leah. Miniature art has been around for thousands of years, and it's super impressive that it's still active in the art world today. Many people believe that it wouldn't be as popular as it is now if it hadn't been preserved. A key factor in maintaining the status of miniature art is lacquer. This has prevented the deterioration of these intricate works. It's very beneficial because we're able to study art from centuries ago. Coating the art in lacquer has helped to elongate the lifespan of these beautiful paintings and has allowed us to treasure them. Wow, that's really interesting. Islamic art is something that many of the artists even consider to be meditative. To them, it can be a form of worship and it's very religious in their daily life. Overall, it's It's really remarkable that so many people have studied Islamic art and have kept up with miniature painting since it's so time-consuming. And when we went to that art exhibit, what was her name? Uh, Mary, uh, was it Miriam Ron, I believe? Mm -hmm. She had spent so much time on miniature painting. It was really breathtaking to see all that she had done and all that she continues to do. And besides that, um, we also had that workshop for on music as well. So that shows, like, um, besides the physical arts itself, you can also see Islamic art in music. And um, its other forms of it can be seen in pottery, and there's even a thing called manuscript illumination. So if you were to open up a Quran or, like, the holy book of Islam, you can find these pa- um, paintings around the borders of the, uh, of the text, which is meant to, like... Um, honor in the text in a way and make it more important and show its um i guess yeah show its importance to those who are reading it that's like really cool that islamic art is so intricate not just in music but in all aspects of their religion and world with Um, as diverse as moraine is it's important to get to know each other's backgrounds a bit so we hope this gave you a little window into the islamic world and the importance of their culture Thank you for joining us. I'm Salam Mulham, and for Jillian Thomas and Leah Gibbons, we hope you have a great day.